good day. How are you? Welcome to Classroom Conversations, the platform for Georgia's teachers. I'm Ashley Mingwasser. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. I'm really excited about what's about to happen here. We have some VIPs to thank for this podcast, which exists solely for the benefit of educators to share and learn. Classroom Conversations is presented by the Georgia Department of Education in partnership with Georgia Public Broadcasting, and GPB is truly the place to be. Today in studio, I have two guests with a total of six legs. The only plausible explanations for that are either aliens, yes please, or at least one of us is a different species. Today's episode is going to be popular as we discuss community classroom collaborations, collabs. We'll be looking at a rare and rewarding stress-relieving program afoot at Lambert High School in the Forsyth County School District. Here to tell us about this is guest number one. Scientific name, Homo sapien. Actual name, Mary Nicoletti. Mary <laughs> teaches specialized instruction at Lambert High School. For teachers, not every day is a walk in the park, but at Lambert High School, every day can involve a walk to the dog park. Faculty and students are raising the rough through a little community collaboration known as the Lambert Pack, which brings me to guest number two. Scientific name, Canis lupus familiaris. Actual name, Duck. <laughs> if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it might not be a duck. It might be a dog named Duck. That's right. We have a dog. Not just any dog. A very special, hardworking therapy dog whose nose I am going to boop as soon as this is all over. And joining via Zoom is our third guest, Duck's trainer, Scott Rucker, owner of Rucker Dog Training. Welcome, Mary, Scott, and Duck. Hi, everybody. Hi. Thanks for having us. I'm so glad you're here. Duck is sleeping already. <laughs> Does yes. this bode well for our interview? or Yeah, well, I don't know. If you need him to speak, I'll have to wake him up and get him to sit. But otherwise, <laughs> he is totally cool napping he, right there. He's just dreaming about us. That's what I'm telling <laughs> myself. How are you today, Scott? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm awesome. Thanks for being here remotely. Roles and responsibilities first. Mary, what and whom do you teach over at Lambert High School? Well, I'm a special education teacher. I teach a specialized instruction classrooms so students with uh, developmental disabilities. Um, at Teach at Lambert High School. I've taught there since we opened in, oh my gosh, 09, I think. I've been a teacher for 26 years. Incredible. So, love it. Love it. Scott, how did you become a dog trainer, man? Through our family business, we had pet stores in the coming area, and I saw the need to um, bring in some training to our stores, and we started by uh, um, holding classes at our stores about 12 years ago. So, so. about a dozen years Yes, ma'am. So um, just felt the need for the community. And uh, we had the clientele already coming to the stores and I had a young family. So it was a way to make some extra income as well. So I know you shouldn't pick favorites, Scott, but do you have a favorite breed? Be honest. Labs are my favorite breed. We own 26 labs now. I think that we we breed and just like duck is in our breeding program as well. So um Labs are my thing. So 26, that's a lot of dog food. Mary, what's your favorite breed? Well, I used to like the herding breeds, the Shelties, Aussies. That's oh, what yeah. I had before. But uh, Labrador Retriever, hands down now. It's, it's duck. duck. The dog for has you. my heart whole. I'm a Basset Hound person, personally, but I'm, <laughs> I'm in love with duck here, too. And Scott, duck is a therapy dog. Tell us what a therapy dog does. A therapy dog is a dog that is trained in very well-trained in obedience um, and a dog that likes to be loved on, petted on. 
Um, but a therapy dog is giving back to someone else. Um, there's a lot of misunderstanding about a service dog and a therapy dog. A service dog is like a seeing eye dog, a diabetic alert dog that is serving the human. Um, these dogs are going out into the community and helping other people just by allowing the people to pet on them, love on them, um, sit there and read to them, talk to them. But therapy dog is all about giving back to other people. Making them feel good. Yes, ma'am. I'd ask Doc, but I want the truth, Scott. I understand he had his own challenges in school. Tell us what uh, hmm. Duck failed out of here. Yeah, Duck was supposed to be a field trial dog, a duck hunting dog, but um, he didn't like to chase the ducks so much. So uh, <laughs> Minor he problem. Flunked out of duck school. Yeah, he flunked out of duck school, and uh, then uh, we found a new job for him. So He's really thriving at the school he's at now. Mary knows about that. Absolutely. Mary, you teach and you also handle duck, which is a big job, through yes. your school's program, the Lambert Pack. Tell us about the purpose of the pack. Well, I, you know, it has grown. Initially, the idea was to have a dog in my specialized instruction classroom to add interaction between typical peers and persons with special needs and an inclusive kind of activity. They have something to talk about, a little bit of job exposure, but his potentially it's grown exponentially. Um, now we have job skills and things like that. So as far as the pack the job's endless. We've got all kinds of support. There's more social interaction going on. We've worked in the dog park and vocational skills for the duck quackers. The initial was, like I said, just one dog. And I, it's always something I've wanted to do as an educator for years and years. And there's a lot of research that shows it supports growth and reading and social development and decreases anxiety and so forth like that. We've all heard it. We've all read it. Well, it's it's trifled in the classroom. So that was the idea. That was that was the premise. Let's just try it and see. And and now you have how many dogs? We have nine. In the we school. We have nine in the school of of a, of about three thousand students. Um, well, well over with including staff. Um, and it's been it's been fantastic. So now not all nine are often there at the same time. We do rotate through. Duck is there every day because he has a full-time job in the classroom. Um, and one of the students does a vocational program. She's a therapy dog intern. So she assists in walking and training the dogs and does like a doggy daycare report. Um, we have the Duck Quackers, too, which is the business of we make dog treats. And you have a dog park at we your do. high school. Is we that do. for these dogs? That is for these dogs. It's also for people in the community. We do ask that they come in non-school hours because our students are often using the park during school hours. So we have an obstacle course out there. That's where they can work them and work on the commands and the speech and remembering the commands and so forth like that. So that is where our dogs and there's your there's your actual classroom, and then there are hallways and faculty and other touch points in the school that can benefit from the Lambert Pack. Yes. What are their jobs, these dogs? You know, they've got so many. I don't know that I can pick one. Their job is to be well-behaved. And all of the dogs, Scott, and this is how we could not do it without Scott, and the, him training the humans. Not all dogs are meant to be therapy dogs. Yeah. So their job is to be well-behaved, to enjoy the interaction. They need to enjoy the interaction of the human. But often just their sheer presence is what we hear, even if they're laying in the corner and the class is still going on, the teacher's still teaching, the dog's not even walking around visiting. 
children report that they feel better, that oh. just having the dog there, what could be cuter, that kind of thing. Right. Well, so, in terms of behavior, 10 out of 10 for this one. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's got it down pat. I cannot say enough good things about this dog. Let's figure out how did your collaboration begin with Scott and the community? Take us back to that, Scott. Uh, the collaboration began with Mary contacting me uh, about was it three years ago, two and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, December 2019. Yeah, she called looking for a therapy dog. Maybe a snippet. Uh, I don't know that she really understood what she was getting into <laughs> with the therapy <laughs> no. dog and the work that it was going to take. But she contacted me. I had purchased Duck from a friend to bring down here, and I was going to train him up and find him a new home. Um, down here since he flunked out of school and she just happened to call at the right time and um, so I said I have the dog for you I'll donate the dog to you guys if you will do a giving back project to the Humane Society and I'll help you reach your goal of making him a therapy dog for your school so and there's that classroom community collaboration we're talking about how did you cultivate that working relationship with Scott Mary what did it take to get this off the ground? You know, initially it was just a phone call. Scott was so, so giving in the sense of, I think it was all in the timing, too. I think this was something Scott was kind of interested in. He had already been doing things like this for the community, but had not stepped into the classroom. Am I correct, Scott? Is that fair to say? Um, I yeah, think there's we were a few. On therapy network. Right. But so I think that's something that was on his mind, too. Uh, from my end, it was trusting him as a professional. Um, he knew what he was talking about. He knew what kind of dog we needed. And that's how this started. I called just to pick his brain. Um, so it, 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 he had actually the dog for me and the training. And then you got Duck and the training ensued for all the people who interact with Duck, right? So tell me about what that training required. Well, in order, each dog has to have a handler. And I'm, I want Scott to answer this if I don't, yeah. you know, but it's, we have to go through, we have to pass the CGC K9 Good Citizenship Test, and also, but to me and Scott, there's a lot more training involved. Going to the classes regularly with Scott, learning from him, so he can train the human how to handle the dog in an area where we've got a lot of children and a lot of adults. I yeah. mean, we need to both be responsible. Uh, I have to advocate for my dog, which is interesting because as a special education teacher, one of your primary things is to advocate for your children. Exactly. So it kind of. Kind of went hand in hand, um, and the collaboration started from there. What tools did you need to give them, Scott? The biggest thing is them being consistent because people don't understand these dogs going into these schools have to be very obedient. Plus, they have to be willing to tell people no. I mean, mm. um, they're approaching the dog in an incorrect way. Um, you're training, Mary's training students and faculty every day because everything you do, you're teaching this dog something. So if they just allow the dog to go crazy when it sees people and everything, it's not going to be good for the environment because then the dog knocks the kid over, jumps on someone, whatever. So, I mean, there's a lot of human training. 95% of this is training in human. <laughs> so the dog um, can do the dog's job. Yes. <laughs> Tell me, I want to hear from both of you, but Scott, you first. How do you think that your collaboration with Mary has been beneficial to students at Lambert High? Um, I think the biggest thing I've seen is just making the staff more approachable, um, giving the kids an out, because the biggest thing you hear nowadays is mental health. Um, in schools. Uh, so 
giving the kids an out where they can go and sit with the dog to decompress for a little bit. Um, but the relationships that it's built between the students and the teacher um, or the staff as far as the administration and stuff, I think that's been the really the neatest thing. Uh, and to hear the staff say that, I mean, some of these people have been in education for what, 15, 20 years and seeing how their life has changed over the last couple of years with this program, just having the dog there has been pretty neat. Mary, how have you seen Duck and the other eight to be beneficial to students? Same way. Same, same exact thing, um, but on a level that's hard to describe because it's every day, 10 times a day. And whether it's making someone smile, whether someone had a rough morning, forgot their homework and is a little upset and saw a dog, that happens with staff, too. Um, Scott's administrators, uh, that was the big thing, too. When we first got Duck, they would say, can I take Duck out? And students suddenly came up to them and talked to them. And when they handled discipline and and other things, and that's all they do, it was so nice to, again, back to that relationship building. Um, that is critical in our school building. And that's the dogs have been a, a, a foundation that we did not see coming. I knew it was going to be great, but not this great. Not this great. Gone <laughs> are the days of the dog ate your homework. Now the dog's helping you with your homework. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> hey, who wouldn't want to do homework the dog laying by right? you like this? I want to do all my work with the dog. Yeah, one administrator as well that when we started this whole program, he was not about it. He didn't believe in it. And about a year, year and a half into this, he called me and he said, I messed up. I I totally agree with this program. Now, can I have a dog? Oh. So and now he has a dog as well. Drink so, the Kool-Aid. <laughs> have you guys seen any other unintended benefits to the school? The unintended benefits that I saw, that I've seen, that I did not see in the original vision was the whole community aspect. Uh, the feedback from parents that I randomly get that hear about how their child the duck went into their literature class and how they sent their mom a picture of how, look who brightened my day and who I was. And the parent knows who he is. So these small little things that became big, um, in addition to the friendships that have developed and the inclusive opportunities, it's, there's just so many things to list. So much, so much to even name. And the magnitude, I think, is what I didn't see coming. Yeah. Would you agree with that, Scott, too? The, the ripple yeah. effect, the bigness of it all. What is the word for that? Yeah, know. and the community is getting more involved. You have more students that are wanting to turn their personal dogs into therapy dogs. Um, a lot of parents that are seeing this that want to turn their dogs into therapy dogs. So just over the weekend, we tested 36, 37 new therapy dogs um, that uh, about 29 of them passed, and those will be starting to go out in the community. And we have a lot more teachers. Uh, I think there were about seven teachers that their dogs passed over the weekend as well. So We see that ripple effect in the school to the community. Scott, how is this collaboration benefiting your business? I mean, of course, I'm getting more training opportunities out of it as far as helping more people, and it's growing the business as far as the therapy dog. I mean, our therapy dog, uh, program. We have our own therapy dog team as well, but um, we used to test six, 10 dogs. And I mean, last weekend we're testing 35. So, I mean, it's growing my business and that aspect of people doing classes and everything, but just my therapy organization that it's helping that grow as well. 
And, you know, now we have more dogs going to nursing homes, more dogs going to read to students and everything. So it's been great for my business, but it's also supported my other programs as well. Incredible. Let's talk about more the reach to the community. There's what Duck and the others are doing in the classroom, in the hallways, in the principal's office, in the counseling office. What other benefits that the Lambert Pack provides are reaching the community? I know you have a product that you sell. We do. We Tell do. us a little bit more about community benefits. Well, I, community benefits in the sense of, well, first of all, each of the Lambert Pack members volunteer in a community-based therapy program, whether it be Scott's or Humane Hearts by Forsyth County. Uh, so we do that through the community. Also, prom, homecoming, the dogs work that as well. They go to homecoming? They go to homecoming. Oh, my gosh. We do, do a photo booth. Do they wear a corsage? Mm, he wore a tux to last prom. He so did have handsome. a tie he did. for homecoming. He did. Yeah, and often we did do a little fundraiser where they could take a picture with the dogs. Then we donate it to the Humane Society. Wonderful. So uh, it's it's opened up that. But the random feedback from parents as well, too, is so there's in the duck quackers. That is a dog treat that my kids bake with the culinary arts and the food nutrition program. So another inclusive duck quackers, duck quackers. I wonder who those are named after. I don't know. Anybody? Know? <laughs> He's currently sleeping. <laughs> yeah. So those are treats that are made uh, with pumpkin, all natural, you know, bacon. Well, I don't know if bacon's all natural, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, in a sense, we won't go there. Yeah. He, it, for dogs, they are. So they uh, package seal label that was done with a business marketing team uh, at Lambert by students. Incredible. All of it's d- driven by students. Mary, what about schools that don't have these fun, furry, four-legged friends in their schools? What can they do if they're interested in a collaboration with a community member? You know, I, I don't know. I think it goes back to, again, a teacher and the teachers within the building and so forth evaluating what they think could be used. Uh, it could be as simple as the local baker that they could work with in building vocational skills for their students or making a special cookie and marketing it there. My my students' families have been involved in the sense of we did we have run uh, volunteered and sold the duck quackers and my students have run uh, like Halloween festivals last year and we brought our dogs and supported that. So. I don't, I, you know, I think families can help in many ways. There was the student that helped raise the money for uh, the, the dog, dog park. park. $10,000 she did. I mean, uh, so she reached out and fo- uh, filled out a grant and there was the partnership in education. So that's how families and community have been involved in supporting us. And they love so. seeing Duck at these events. I, well, did I read correctly that he was in a stage play? He was. He was Sandy and Annie. He was Sandy? He was. He was. He he, he loved it. He nailed the part. Of he course did. he did. He, he yes. just moved his paw in agreement. <laughs> and he's like, that's me, Mom, yeah. crushing it. And he goes to graduation as well? He does. What is there an audible response from Duck at graduation? Yes. Well, there was an audible response from the audience when my student walked across the stage with Duck. It was... Uh, well, everybody had chills and tears. Oh. There was standing ovation. It was quite, it, it was moving. You could feel the whole place vibrate. Um, and yes, we did our cheer, our chant at the end, and uh, he barks to it. Yeah, the kids love it. <laughs> he learned that too, another part of his training. I imagine you get a lot of questions from other schools and administrations who might be interested in a program like this. What are some frequently asked questions, Mary? FAQs. It's, you know, the most frequent was, you know, how the heck did you start that? I mean, right. what, what do you do? Where do you start? 
Um, the first thing is going to obviously be your administrator. Um, we're lucky that our Board of Education has been supporting us, and Dr. Gary Davison, our principal, supported from the beginning. But I have to say that an integral part has to be finding somebody in the community like Dog Trainer. Scott Rucker, Scott this could not happen without him as well and out, without his expertise. So that's critical. And, and, and those are critical business, components. Yeah. Yes. Do people ask about, knowledge. I mean, I, I have had pets and I have allergies. Do they ask about dog fur and the little things like that? Occasionally we do get that. Um, and what we do is we, we ask the students when they register for specific classes and so forth. But because we have a large school, we can often put them in another classroom where there is not a dog. Got um, it. Typically, it knock on wood, you know, hard. <laughs> it's not been a problem. It's it's not been an issue. We have some students that say, you know, I'm 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 scared of dogs. And it's like it's okay. All right, we'll keep them over here. They stay with us. They're on a leash, and that goes back to the well-behaved dog part that the we said at the part. beginning. And Scott mm-hmm. said it's critical. Exclamation point. Have to stay on it. What um, happens in those cases if they might be a little leery of duck? Uh, I just sit duck down and and assure them that he will stay right where he is. And he does. He does what he and eventually what happens is the child continues each day to go by or if they're in a classroom, they see that he's placed. It's usually the child that ends up approaching, approaching duck. duck. Yeah. I and kind of like, oh, can I pet him? Of course you can pet him. So do you see that a lot in your work, Scott? Uh, maybe fears about dogs. People kind of come around once they've had exposure to a trained therapy dog. Yeah, or just a trained dog in general, because most of your dogs that you see, if they meet someone on the street or something, they're trying to jump and, you know, get off in their legs and all that kind of stuff. So a person um, that has, per se, PTSD or an issue because they've been bit by a dog or something like that, then so a dog like Duck that can sit there and just be calm, a lot of times it'll make those people feel more comfortable to approach the dog as well. So, yeah, we see it a lot. I have a lot of uh, clients and stuff that have been bit or attacked in some way. Um, So it really changes the game when you have a dog that can be obedient for those people. It must be very rewarding to watch these dogs benefit people's lives because they are so well-trained, thanks to record training. What do you both envision for your collaboration in the future? Where do we go from here? Scott, you first. Um, Right now we're growing the program. We're trying to look in the future for these students that are in the special needs classrooms um, because a lot of them, when they age out of school, they don't have anywhere to go. I mean, there are certain jobs like they could work at Publix or one of the grocery stores, um, a lot of times bagging, things like that. But that's changing as well because it's going self-checkout and um, we want to have something for these kids to do later down the road. We have some interns that we've started this year. Um, we have a child in a wheelchair right now that we're teaching to start work with some of our dogs, um, doing other things for us at the business as well. But we want to sort of have a place for these kids to go after they age out of school. Um, so we're working on another nonprofit right now to hopefully start using say using but giving these kids something to do and using them to train the dogs um, because they can help give back to the community in that aspect as well that's one of the other benefits about the collaboration get some good workers for scott in there yes yes what's your take mary on the your vision for the future of this collaboration 
Same thing. Um, from the Lambert point of view, we have already begun to incorporate more and more vocational skills with the duck quackers, the dog parks, the therapy dog intern. Uh, these kids, we have nine dogs at our hands. So they go and pick the dog. They schedule the dogs in the morning. They go and pick it up from the handler. Now, most of the what we see is these children will have been working with duck for by four to five years before they're doing that independently with all the nine dogs. So we're working in the vocational skills and the training that Scott was referring to that way uh, before going to a professional establishment such as Scott's where the intensity is there and it's all training all day. So they'll have some a base. Beautiful. Sounds like a bright future to me. How would you guys recommend teachers start a community classroom collaboration? What's the first or second things that they should do? Give them a couple tips. The first thing, I think where it starts is the teacher ultimately knows what she needs in her classroom. She or he, excuse me, in their classroom, what they could use. I I think if I hadn't reached out, and the the next step is to reach out to administrator because without their support and their go-ahead, it can't happen. Um, and that's where I'm very thankful for uh, Dr. Gary Davison and Ashley Jonasy. She saw this coming, too. She was the assistant principal. And now she has two, three Labrador, Labradoodles at Hawk Creek Elementary. Where she is so, now? Where she is the principal now. So this has spread. But back to the question of how can I think that a key component <laughs> to this was uh, reaching out to someone in the community. Uh, Scott and his knowledge and tapping that and this partnership that developed has has been key. So that's what I would say to 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 teachers is don't hesitate. Identify what you need mm-hmm. and then talk to an administrator so that you have that power yes. to leverage because the businesses are there lying in yes, wait. Yes, they are. And don't be scared to... of creative ideas. Don't be scared. No, because I mean, who who would have thought that bringing a dog into a public education environment might be, I mean, we all kind of had that, you know, therapy dogs are great. Yeah. But to truly take that next step was a little horrifying, Mm -hmm. I I would think. I'm proud that we had administration and the Board of Education that was willing to try it and trust us. And now you have a dog park and they're in the yearbook and we could go on and on. Scott, you're real. You're living large in the community. Where is your business base? We we may have some referrals for you, Scott. (laughs) We, uh, We have classes that we do in Gainesville. We have classes that we do in coming, and our main office is in North Forsyth, the coming area as well. Excellent. We'll keep up the good work. Uh, Duck has been so polite. He has not, I think, oped a single eye this entire interview, but we're going to get him up here at the end. Thank you all for being here today, all three of you. Scott, you really molded a furry piece of clay here, and now Mary and his handler, you're touching as many lives as possible. Duck is an actual hero. And now he's up and Adam. Teachers, does it get any better than a dog in your classrooms and hallways, on stage at graduation or school plays, by feet in counselor's offices and faculty lounges? I think not. And Duck looks like he agrees. Duck, can you give us a sign off, buddy? Duck, speak. Speak. Oh, what a good boy. Educators, you are a great teacher. There's more goodness in store for next week on Classroom Conversations. I'm Ashley Mingwasser. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Funding for Classroom Conversations is made possible through the School Climate Transformation Grant.